When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Official Jets podcast is presented by WinBet. Betting is a team sport, but together, WinBet. Eric Allen here at One Jets Drive, joined by Jets Edge, Bryce Huff. Let's get into the life of the National Football League player. You guys finish the victory in Denver, go in the locker room, take in the speech, and then you board a plane. What do you do on a plane after a victory? Uh... Well, personally, I just kind of watch Netflix or watch some of the film. Just kind of kill time on the way back. You know, it was a long flight, so I'm just trying to entertain myself some way. All right, so do you take in any film on the plane, though? Yeah, we like we download the games on our iPads before, so we can just watch it while we're in the air and just be ready for meetings the next day. So what did you see? Uh, I mean, we were getting after it on, on, uh, on the field, especially, like, Guys were just flying around making huge plays, especially Quincy had a day. Jermaine had a huge day, you know, Bryce Hall. So it was just cool to watch that on the plane yesterday. So the plane arrives in Newark about 1.30 in the morning. Yeah. What time do you get home? I get home to like 2, 2.15 around that. And how many hours of sleep do you get? Not much, especially like after games. I'm so like hyped from like all the adrenaline and pre-workout and everything. I usually don't get, I didn't get to bed last night until like 4 probably. And then what time are you getting up? Uh, like 10. So you get up at 10, then you're back at the facility. What yeah. do you have to do as far as the body is concerned? Uh, well, we have the the uh, post-game workout, and then I'm about to hit some recovery, uh, and then just kind of rest, rest rest, the rest of the day. What's the Monday workout like? Uh, we got heavy squat. Uh, what else we do? Hamstring, like posterior chain work. And then uh, I hit a little core, and then that's about it. But how does the body feel? That was the most percentage of snaps you've ever played in the National Football League. I think it was yeah. 44% of the defensive snaps mm-hmm. yesterday against the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, I, I felt pretty good uh, today. And then with the with the workout, it just kind of flushes everything out. So I feel pretty good. What about you guys meeting in terms of positional meetings and then as a group as a defense? Uh, well, today we just had the position uh, meetings because it was Victory Monday. So we have like a, a more lenient schedule. And, uh, we just went over some of the film. Oh, with our with the D line coach and just kind of critique things and and pointed out the the positives and things we can improve on. What did you see on film? I mean, guys just getting after it. You know, people were putting up like really good GPS numbers, and that was cool to see, especially with like the high altitude. And uh, they kind of make a big deal out of it, like the oxygen thinner and stuff like that. But guys didn't weren't even phased, so it was cool to see. How did you feel being back in Denver? Because you have experience. You were yeah. just there last year. Yeah, I've been there. Well, this is my third time being yeah, there. Right. Yeah, right. 
So it was pretty cool. Once again, I mean, just seeing the seeing the difference in elevation. It's kind of weird how it impacts you, but it wasn't too bad. All right, so take me through your sna- uh, sack. Uh, we're going to get to another one that you shared with basically everybody on the defense. Oh, yeah. But um, it looked like the tight end didn't actually chip you, but it released a little bit, got his hands on you a little yeah. bit, and then you went one-on-one with the right tackle. Yeah, so he kind of aligned tight just kind of to get me a little tighter to the tackle and mess with my alignment. So I came off the ball, just kind of like hit a move just to get by him, and then – at that time, it was it was one on one with McGlinchey, so I was trying to work an edge move, and then I, I beat him on the edge, but he started like recovering, and then I hit a counter inside when I saw um, Russell Wilson uh, stepped in the pocket, and then I got his foot for a sec. How much do you attribute that to what you bring to the table physically, and also in the film room during the week preparing for a guy like you know you're gonna yeah. see McGlinchey? I mean, McGlinchey, he's a he's a great tackle. He's been doing he's been playing at a high level for a while. So, uh, yeah, and I knew he would be sitting on my speed. So I just kind of – I tried to beat him with the with the speed move. You know, he bailed on his uh, kick and just turned on the edge. And when I saw he had his weight moving backwards, I knew Russell Wilson was going to be scrambling up the middle. So I just had that in my mind to, like, get ready to counter. The Jermaine play, we were talking about that in the locker room last night where he mm-hmm. came up from behind yeah. to get Russell – that was a third and 14. I would have thought it was a three-man pressure. Were you yeah. spying in that situation, yeah, or is that something that you did on your own? No, I was, I was supposed to spy right there. So, um, you know, Russell Wilson, he's a shifty dude, so we had the three-man rush. These guys just get home any way they can. And Jermaine came came around on the edge with, with full effort, and I was about to pull him up, and Jermaine just came around and got the ball off. What's your thoughts when they ask you to spy? Uh, I mean, I, I kind of like it just – Knowing I can run down quarterbacks and just get get like a free go on a on a QB is kind of cool. It's interesting. Robert Sala said after the game that they weren't letting Russell play quarterback early. Mm-hmm. From your perspective, what does that mean? When he was talking about the screens and also, obviously, he was using his feet. Yeah, I mean, from a D line perspective, we were just kind of trying to make everything cloudy for him up front. You know, he he likes to throw the through the B gaps. So we were really just caging it in and making him have to scramble out out the back, which he doesn't like to do, or or make some type of like check down or screen or something like that. What about the one where you guys all converge from every side? You got Jermaine yeah. comes in from the left side, you come in from the right side, and also Quinn and pushing the pocket. Yeah. How do you guys talk about that afterwards as far as who got the sack? <laughs> well, Jermaine, <laughs> the whole time Jermaine was saying he had the, the whole sack, but I had a hand on him going down to the ground, so I'm like, I got a half. And then Q was saying he knocked him down too, so he was saying he got the half. But uh, Jermaine got there first, so they, he ended up getting the whole sack. But, I mean, it's just kind of the meet-me-at-the-quarterback mentality, and we were just all converging on them at the same time. Do you want a half for that? I mean, <laughs> they gave it to Jermaine, but if I could get half, I would. Um, okay, so what kind of adjustments do you all make after that first drive where they score in the first possession? Uh, I mean, just kind of settle down. Like, we came out – they came out and came out hot on us, and then we just had to settle down as a defense and do what we were practicing to do all, all week. What changed in the second half? Brees takes it 72 yards. You guys finally have a lead. Was it like, hey, we finally got a chance to play our style of defense right now? Yeah. I mean, playing with the lead, uh, I think that was our first time this year where we were able to like come out and really just like unleash our packet, like our, our rush plan, and, and put our best moves on film. So that was kind of cool seeing how like the O-line set differently or the QB would like hold the ball a little longer or things like that. So it was really cool to be able to 
take advantage of that and show what we could do. Did you sense his frustration as far as Wilson is concerned? Uh, yeah, definitely. He, yeah, we were getting after him a ton, and uh, especially going into that final like two minute drive when Quincy was all over the place. So, uh, I mean, yeah, I would definitely sense that frustration from him. How unique is Quincy? Well, yeah, I'm saying, and, and what did you make of that last possession where he comes up with two sacks, including the strip that Bryce takes to yeah, the house? I mean, big time players make big time plays in big time moments, and that's exactly what he did. He just came out. He's been doing that like for a while, just on the blitzes, just being dominant. He just came off the edge and, and got the got the ball off, and he came up the middle on the one on that one blitz and, and got the sack clean. So I mean, he's just an absolute dog. Can you talk about his speed? Because you guys play different posi positions, but you're both so explosive. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a quick dude. He's really twitchy, and he he uh he takes his shot at the right moments. Like he can just run through people and, and, and hit them every time versus having to break down and like slow down and come to come to balance. He just knows where to take his shot and just make the right play every time. Um, safety's in as many weeks now. You came up with one and then Big Al. How, how cool was it to see Al get a couple points? Yeah, that was cool. I mean, <laughs> my, our coach was talking about, he was like, if we got to get a safety every week to get the momentum going, then that's what we'll do. And that was just cool. Like, it was cool to see that happen too. What about your safety against the Chiefs? Can you take me through the play against Jawan Taylor? Yeah, so, I mean, right there, uh, my responsibility on that play was to run a big hoop. So I just got off the ball and was just burning the edge, and I knew I was going to be able to beat him. Uh, with straight speed, and uh, I got to the point, and I was bending. He just grabbed the face mask, and like I, I feel like it would have been a strip sack because of how Pat was holding the ball, Patrick Mahomes was holding the ball, and uh, he just get, got the face mask and the safety. So I'll take the two points, but I feel like I should have had a sack on that play. Uh, your thought process all the time when you're coming around that edge, are you thinking strip sack? Yeah, definitely. If the quarterback has the ball when I come off the edge, I'm definitely going for the ball. All right, so. The NFL is no longer sleeping on you. Here, here yeah. I'm going to give you a, a statistic here. This comes from Pro Football Focus, Steve Pelizzolo today. Micah Parsons leads the National Football League with 29 quarterback pressures. Nick Bosa has 27. Max Crosby, 27. T.J. Watt, 27. Chase Young, 27. A Bryce Huff, 25. That's yeah. pretty good company. What do you think about that? Definitely. There's a lot of great players, and they do they play the game at a high level, so it means a lot to be in that group of uh, like really good competitors. Can you believe you've been here since 2020? I can. I mean, time flies. It feels like just yesterday when I showed up as an uh, undrafted rookie, but, I mean, it's been a, it's been a great time here, and uh, just being able to get better and con continue to improve my game has been fun. Do you remember your first professional sack of Ryan Fitzpatrick and the yeah. Dolphins? Yeah, I do. I think he was <laughs> scrambling, and then I got him with a, a heel click. Yeah, I remember that play. It was pretty cool. <laughs> All right, so I talked to Salah about you last week. He said you've completely transformed your body. Can you talk about what you've actually done and the work that has gone along with it? Yeah, um, I mean, I remember – Coming in my rookie year, I felt like I was like fit and like a big dude. But looking at film now and seeing how I look my rookie year, I was I look so small compared to now. Where like I look like way less explosive and all that. But like working with the strength staff here, I've been here like every off season training with uh, Coach Nicolini and and the whole staff and just getting better every day. So I feel like uh, I've been refining my process and just sticking to it every day. And that's just kind of like uh, what's the word? It just kind of built over time to where I am now. What's the difference in the weight since you entered the league? 
I think I came in at like 240, 245. I think I'm sitting at around like 263. And at 263, I think it's fair to say you're more explosive at 263 than you were at 240. Would you yeah, say that? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, and I was thinking about it. I was like, maybe the, maybe I could be faster with less with less weight, but then I'll be losing muscle. So I think this is just like my, my sweet spot right here. All right. So how have you developed as a pass rusher over time? It, because you used to be the situational guy. You used to be the guy who came in special teams, maybe get a couple reps per game and provide that edge pressure. Now we're seeing you more and more in the lineup. Can you talk about how you've grown as that edge guy? Um, I feel like just staying consistent. You know, Coach White Cotton, like, we come out for practice every day. He's the same dude every day. He pushes us to, like, get full effort, full speed and indie and uh, getting off on the ball, working our techniques and team, and then having a group of guys that are in the room, like seeing Quentin and JFM, Jermaine, like all the guys just coming and putting in work. And I take little things from all their game and like add it to mine. So like, it's just a, it's just a, a um, I guess just like the result of being around so many great dudes that know how, that love to work and just taking things from their game and adding it to mine. So I've taken all kinds of things, like especially from Carl too, as far as like my, my hand placement, uh, my get off angles and things like that. And uh, that on the field and then off the field, like learning how to recover properly, learn how to watch film and just attack the game differently. So I feel like just being around such a great room has helped me become who I am today. Do you think pass rushing is an art? And what takes it for a player to become an elite pass rusher? Uh, I feel like uh, a great motor is the first is the first key, and then uh, get off. That's definitely a, a huge part. Uh, consistent technique, like uh, a lot of the best the best rushers in the league, they have like all their get offs look the same, and so it keeps the offensive lineman guessing, and then that also opens up your rush package as well. And then I'll say next would probably be a, a good bull rush because like if if a tackle doesn't respect your bull, then he's not going to respect your speed rush or your, your inside move or or anything. So, yeah. Who who are guys that you like watching outside of the room? I'll talk to you guys about the guys in the room, but who do you like watching around the league? Uh, TJ Watt, definitely up there. Uh, Hassan Reddick, Alex Highsmith, another great dude I like to watch. Uh, Shaq Barrett, another great dude. Let's see who else? Nick Bosa. Uh... Chris Jones, Aaron Donald, just a bunch of guys I like to watch. What do you like about Watt? You mentioned him first. Oh yeah, he's just a beast. Like his motor, that's that's he has the best motor in the league. He just does not stop, especially when when the ball is in, is in sight, he's going to get it no matter what. And uh, just like the way he takes control of games, like you could tell when games on the line, and he he makes he 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 takes the win like every time he just goes in. And make something happen. Do you see similarities as far as your path is concerned to college? Like, because you originally committed to South Alabama, I think. Mm -hmm. You actually went to Memphis and you started out on special teams and then you were a situational guy. And then those last two years you exploded. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like a similar truck in the National Football League, you think? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Memphis was my, like, I had all Sunbelt offers. And then uh, Coach Novell, like, got hired as the head coach from Memphis. And uh, that was my best offer. So then I took that role, that uh, that path, and then uh, 
I came out on teams, like you said, and because I don't want to be redshirted. So I came out on teams, just kind of like grinding my way up the uh, roster and then eventually got my opportunities my going into my uh, junior year. So mm -hmm. I feel like it's definitely been a lot similar to college. Yeah, wh what were your thoughts when, when you didn't go? And we talked about this in the past, but when you went undrafted initially, th did you ever have any doubts? Or at that point, you said, you know what? I'm going to prove everybody wrong, and I know I can do this. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew regardless of where I was drafted or undrafted, I would make I would find a way to like stick in the league because like I just I, that's just what I've always wanted to do is just be an NFL football player. And uh, once I got here and I saw the guys that like I was competing against, I was like, I know I can I can go out here and make a name for myself uh, just with hard work. So I just wake up every morning and put my best foot forward and just stick to that every day. Jets fans, we're in our final push and the clock is ticking. WinBet is giving you a golden opportunity to win VIP prizes for the 2023 season. The WinBet Green Room is the most exclusive space at the stadium with all-inclusive food and beverage, lower-level seats, and appearances by Jets legends and celebrities. New Jersey customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on WinBet Sportsbook or Casino. For New York customers, all you need to do is wager at least $100 on WinBet's sportsbook. The best part? You get an entry for every $100 you wager. What do you like most about playing with Jermaine? He's a guy who's getting a lot more yeah. playing time in year two. A little bit different than you as far as his entry into the National Football League. <laughs> First round pick out of Florida State, yeah. right? Uh, I mean, Jermaine's a great dude. And uh, just seeing how he's grown from year one to year two has been really special, especially like how he came in from the off season. He's like way more explosive, way more like, uh, what's the word? Like his balance on the edge, his moves, his rush package is like expanded. And uh, just seeing him coming out and make plays, like for a guy that works so hard, it's really like, I love to see it. Cause I, I know how much work he puts in every day. And uh, it's finally paying off with the, the playing time he's getting and like the opportunities he's getting. And he's showing like, why he was drafted first round. Can you speak to him about, uh, speak of him being such a technician? Because he's a guy who seems like he really appreciates the finer points yeah. in this game. Yeah, I mean, especially like, especially like yesterday, he had a great day, like coming off the ball, like working his moves that he, we had talked about all week. And he worked him to a T, like great hand placement. He got to the quarterback multiple times. And he saw in the sack, like he, he pushed him off the ball, like created separation, got home. So like, I mean, he's really been a technician as far as like working on his power moves, his stat moves. Like these are these are probably the best moves I've seen from him like since he's been a Jet. Isn't he such a powerful dude too? Yeah. It, it, not just as far as rushing the passer, but against the run. Yeah, for sure. He's he's setting edges. He's like knocking dudes back off the ball and making great plays in the run too. So. Yeah. JFM, the old guy in the room. <laughs> yeah. What have you taken from him over the years? Because everybody throughout the National Football League talk about pad level with him and how he can get underneath guys yeah. and his strength. I mean, John is like, it's like he can do it effortlessly. He can blow back anybody off the ball. Like tight ends don't stand a chance. Tackles don't stand a chance. If a puller comes back, he, they're getting blown up. So he's an absolute force on the edge. So yeah, JFM's definitely a, a one of, like he's a, a dude, and uh, he's been doing it for a long time. How do you think Will McDonald's coming around, uh, coming along here in year one? Yeah, I mean, Will is a Will is a beast, and uh, I feel like once everything like truly slows down for him, he's gonna be unstoppable because he has 
he has the most unorthodox rush package I've ever seen. And really? Like, yeah. And he, like, once he really, like, once it all comes together, he's going to be one of the best in the league, without a doubt. Okay. So you got to dive into that. What do you mean by the most unorthodox <laughs> rush package you've ever seen? Uh, I mean, like, as a rusher, you, I can see, like, guys different, like, tendencies as far as, like, where they aim coming off the ball or, like, their tracks or their steps. So, like, when I look at Will's rush package, he has, like, these weird stutter moves that can make an offensive lineman, like, like be uncomfortable. And, like, he can hit, like, crazy spin moves at different points in his rush and things like that. So it's really cool to see. I mean, I, I've never seen anything like it. Does honestly. he have freaky athleticism? Yeah. Like, his bend, <laughs> the way he can maintain balance on the edge while being so low to the ground is cool, especially, like, with how tall he is, he can really get low. Okay, as far as get-off time, so, in the NFL – you're right up there with everybody, with anybody yeah. in the league. What's the key to getting off the ball? Uh, I feel like it's the way my stance is. It kind of like, it kind of puts me like right, right in front of like I always crowd the ball, and then uh, like I keep my knee tucked. So when I take my first step, I have a lot more ground to gain on my first step, and also I just kind of have uh, I don't necessarily jump the snaps, but I have a bit of anticipation when it comes to when the ball is going to be snapped. So I'm always kind of I'm always ready for it. So what goes along with that anticipation? Obviously, there's film study, but some of that's got to be instinctive as well. Yeah. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Like, like I can, I don't know. You can kind of feel when a when a when a center's about to snap a ball, whether he like gets tense and kind of rocks back on his heels, or you can see him kind of squeeze the ball or like kind of turn it. Uh, just little things like that, and then just like reflexes. Just we practice that every day, just getting off on the ball. So I mean, it's just part of training. What too. about what about cadence? What are you listening for? You don't listen to anything. You're watching down as far as the hands are concerned. Yeah, I really personally, I don't listen to cadence because it can be like it's a it's a toss up, and at any moment, if you think it's one thing, it can be another. So I just kind of play it safe in that regard. But on silent count, I feel like a lot of dudes are like really like they switch up their intensity right before they snap the ball. Like they'll do like a a head fake. And then they'll, right before they snap it, it'll be like way faster than the first one. So I kind of pick up on that as the years have gone. But uh, for the most part, I just watch the ball. What's going through your mind in that split second where you know you have the edge on somebody on a tackle? Uh, just I make sure I clear the clear my shoulder because they like to grab, uh, turn my ankle, and and just burst to the QB. Percentage of holding on plays in the National Football League, what would you say? Could they call it every play? Um, almost. Yeah? Like it's, it's up there. I know I know. even yesterday, like, in the last couple of plays, I was getting bear-hugged. and they were, <laughs> Really? Yeah, it was bad. And then, like, versus the Chiefs, that was that was crazy. Like, the, that one play with Jermaine. Um, but also, I feel like I've gotten a good bit of calls, so I can't say too much about it personally, but, like, I've, I've seen a good bit of it. Do you think you're getting more calls, more respect from the officials now, the longer that you've been in the league and the more effective you've become as a player? Yeah, I feel like I feel like the, the officials do a good job, uh, especially with me personally. Like, they, they, 
they see the separation when I've been the edge. So I feel like they're they're more likely to call a flag if a guy tries to hold me on the edge. Or like as far as like the respect goes, I mean, if I'm putting up numbers and then one day I come out and they're just like holding me on the edge, I feel like they'll have an eye for it. So I feel like I should get a couple more calls. How much are teams paying more attention to you, I should say? But also with that being said, it's kind of hard because they got to pick their poison when yeah. they're going against you guys. You got Jermaine over there, Carl's up, you got John Franklin Wires, you got yeah. Quince Quinnen in the middle. And, you know, who are you going to go one on one with? Right. Uh, I mean, they, they like to chip a lot, and they've been doing double chippers like all season. And because uh, teams are really, they really respect our edges, I feel like for the most part, like whether it's Jermaine or Will or JFM or Carl, like they always have somebody on those edges ready to chip. And I know yesterday, like, I was watching film. I, I, I ended up getting a one-on-one with Garrett Bowles, but then they had, like, two dudes chipping Will on the other side. So, I mean, it's just a toss-up, but I feel like they definitely have to respect us. Double chippers. Yeah. How do you attack that? Uh, we have our we have our chip games and whatnot, but uh, for the most part, it's just effort. Because when you have that many dudes on the line protecting, uh, it's kind of it's kind of hard to just, like, attack an edge or, like, get a straight – you know what I'm saying? Shot on the O lineman. So we have to kind of chop it up. Do you like this defense at all three levels? Because we've been talking about the defensive line and we mm-hmm. talked about Quincy a little bit before, but that inside linebacker tandem with him and Mosley, yeah. just tremendous. Yeah. Then you talk about your cornerbacks just going one, two, three. If you're going to do sauce, DJ, Michael Carter, the second, I would take them over any yeah. three corners in the National Football League. Your safety's been making plays. What do you think about this defense at all three levels? I mean, we got dudes on every level and and, and leaders on every level, um, especially with CJ. He's been in the league for a while and been playing at a high level for a long time. And uh, he's making plays everywhere. Sauce, DJ, MC, all those guys. And you got the safeties on the back end, like keeping everything locked in. So, I mean, it's it's a great defense for sure. Can you? We've spoken a lot about Jermaine, but can you talk about the edge that he plays with? Seems like that you're all going. But as far as just getting after people, like Jermaine has a different sort of edge. Yeah, definitely. Jermaine is a beast. You know, like he came out, he came from Florida State and he's been doing that. Like he's played the same way in college and he came here with the same effort, the same tenacity off the edge. And like, like it's kind of that TJ Watt type of motor. Type, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when, when there's a play to be made, he's going to be there to make it. You know, especially you saw that yesterday. He was all over the field. He seems like a dude you just want with you in that foxhole. If you're going to get in a fight, you want Jermaine with you because he's going to be right there leading the way. Yeah, facts. All right. So how big was that victory overall? You guys were 1-3 and heading to Denver. You're playing a Broncos team that had just won their first victory of the year Um, the previous week. It was a good crowd. You guys got down at halftime but came back in the second half, and all three units contributed special teams, defense, and offense, of course. Uh, I mean, it was, I mean, a win, like, a win is a win. Like, honestly, uh, we worked hard for it all week. Like, we were practicing hard, you know, to have the other stuff off the field with Coach Hackett, like, adding a little extra, like, uh, meaning behind the game because they were talking bad about him. So, like, everybody just came out high with a little chip on our shoulders and we we brought the dub home. What can you say about Nathaniel Hackett as a guy who's here every day, who's been with him and is fighting with him? Yeah, I mean, he's a great dude. Like, we came out. 
and they they do what they need to do to, to put points on the board. And like we just play complimentary ball. And uh, so yeah, he's a great coach too. What about next? You got the Philadelphia, Philadelphia Eagles coming yeah. to town, defending NFC champions. Yeah, I mean a, a a group of real guys that know how to play. You know, especially their line. They mm. got Mylotta and then Johnson on the other side. Like great competitors. I've I've been looking forward to going against them for a minute just because of how good they are. Like I I'm really looking forward to the matchup. Uh, you know, because those are some of the guys. Like if you're a real rusher or like if you're a real like line, you're gonna be able to make something shake on some on two of the best tackles in the league. So. I'm looking forward to that competition and uh, just playing against their team as a whole because they have a, a beast of a team. In Salah's first year, 2021, they came here and they yeah. practiced with you guys yeah. prior to a preseason game. What was that experience like for you? Uh, I mean, I feel like I had pretty good practices versus them, uh, but practice and game are two different things because the, the intensity is way higher, mm. the focus is way higher, and uh, I feel like everything's heightened. So. It'll be it'll be exciting to see how we face them in a real game. Uh, I know it was practice, but who yeah. were you matched up with predominantly during that week? Uh, I feel like I was I was going against Mylotta uh, most of the week because JFM was on the left side going against Johnson, so I was yeah I was on Mylotta most of the week. What's unique about him? His size obviously oh, stands yeah. out, man. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's huge. Uh, personally, uh, his length and his size are, are two of his biggest, two of his best attributes because he can just take up so much space. And uh, to be able to be him on the edge, you have to be able to gain ground like really fast, or like even an inside move, you have to have your hands ready because he has that that link to cover up the entire B gap at the same time. So you just really have to be on your P's and Q's going against him. Speaking of being on your P's and Q's, what about the challenge against uh, going against Jalen Hurts yeah. and what he can be as a passer, but also what he can be as a runner? Yeah, I mean, I already know we're gonna have to have some type of plan for him and his his uh what's the word his scrambles and like he he can use his legs and, and really get downfield so we have to be on point as far as our rush lanes and our our plan as a whole. So, why are you able to be sitting here in two thousand twenty three, two thousand twenty undrafted free agent? A lot of people would have written you off when yeah. Robert Sala was hired and came here with the new system in 2021. How were you able to persevere? Because when there is a regime change, yeah. oftentimes you see guys getting their guys in here or bringing in people they thought were going to fit their system. Yeah. Uh, I mean, after my rookie year, Joe D, like we had our exit meetings and Joe D told me he was like, like we got a new set of coaches in. You got to prove yourself again. Like you got to show them like what your like what your skill set is. So I just attacked the off season knowing what was on the line. And uh like Coach said, like I transformed my body and I feel like the work I put in in the off season with that extra pressure, like it really pushed me to elevate my game and my entire uh physique and, and skill set. So what do you like most about this defense? Like the the attack front. And yeah. being able to just get off the ball and not have to think and just go. Can you speak to the way it works with Salah, Jeff Albert, defensive coordinator? You mentioned Aaron Whitecotton before the defensive line coach, mm -hmm. the dynamic there with those three guys. I mean, they they put us in the best position to make plays and, like, showcase our, our talents. So, I mean, being being able to play in this defense and knowing that we're going to be able to uh, showcase what we have and, and take our shots when it matters most is really cool. Aaron Rodgers posted on Instagram over the weekend about his recovery. Yeah. Uh, he's hoping that he can come back maybe even later this season. Yeah. What's he been like as a teammate for you as a young guy who 
watch him growing up. Yeah. I mean, like he's he's been a beast since I was a child, you know what I'm saying? Uh Aaron is a, a great leader and like I've seen him bring guys along and, and, and put guys on game as far as what he knows about the offense, about football in general. And that's kinda inspired me to kinda like help uh bring along some of the guys in our room, like Jermaine and, and Will. Like they're they they're great players, but like being in the league league a little longer than them, like I have a little more uh experience. Yeah. So I can like I it, it makes me want to like be able to put them on game or like show them what I know and like teach them the little things that I've picked up over the years too. So, I mean, it's been really cool having them on the team. Um, how pumped were you for Brees? Oh yeah, he goes back to Denver. It went down with the ACL tear in Week Seven last year. He yeah. goes for a career high, 177 yards. Yeah, I mean that was huge, and he. I, I was here like training this offseason. I saw how much work he was putting in to come back and, and play at a high level. So seeing him come back to the same field that he was hurt on and and attack it full speed and, and hit that career high is huge. You've been here for a while. I wanted to ask you about the crowd at MetLife so far this season. Buffalo week one. Obviously, you played the Patriots, but then you had that toe-to-toe game with the defending champs, yeah. the Kansas City Chiefs Sunday night football. How much can a crowd help you specifically as a guy who's rushing to quarterback? Yeah. Because the Eagles are coming to town. It's going to be that late doubleheader game, 430, and you know it's going to be charged. But how can they help you, and how have they helped you this year? Yeah, our, our crowd has been like incredible since since the season opener. We've had like great crowds and, and great fans. But for me specifically, third downs, like when crowds are loud and like really make it to where uh, an offense can't get their cadence in and they have to go to, to the side count, it makes my life easier. Because I, if I have a side count and I know I'm about to get off on the ball, I don't think there's a tackle in the league that can touch me off the edge. So like if the crowd is like blasting and just being incredibly loud, it really does make my life easier. How much fun are you having this season? It's been a ton of fun, especially like my my third year in this defense, and I don't I'm not thinking at all. I can just go and, and just have fun with the guys, and you know, putting in as much work as we do. Like on Sundays, has been a blast for sure. You don't put any limits or restrictions on yourself, but have you thought about where you can take your game as you continue to evolve? Yeah, definitely. Um, I I always see uh, areas that I can grow in, and. Uh, I don't really think about the stats. I just think about giving 100% effort on every play. So just seeing like how I've performed and knowing that there's areas I can improve in, I, I'm not sure what the limit is, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking to really play to my full potential. Well, I can't wait to see that. I know the fans are pumped to continue to watch you. Since entering the year, league in 2020, you've continued to take steps your ascension, everybody's watching the National Football League. Continued success to you, and thanks for coming by. Thank you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. 
It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com.